0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jance. My guest today is JT Beckham. He is a, currently a senior manager of deliverability at Active Campaign, leading the deliverability team and collaborating with other teams across the organization. So, JT, welcome to the show. Thanks, John. Pleasure to be here. You know, deliverability is a hard word to say, actually, but that's what we're going to talk about is email deliverability. And we're going to talk about some technical things. I'm going to lean on JT to like not make it Too crazy technical, but these are some. There's some things that you need to know. Email still the best channel for most marketers today, or at least the best online channel today. So it's important that we get that email into the inboxes. There, obviously, we know all the privacy and spam and you know issues that a lot of organizations will work on. It's kind of come to a forefront with Google and Yahoo, in particular, introducing uh, new email authentication requirements. So, JT. And by the way, depending on when you're listening to those requirements, go in effect February 2024. So, JT, could you just, is there a way to summarize what is going into effect in, in January 2024 that's important to people that maybe haven't paid attention? Yes, sir. So there's, there's three main things.
1: With email authentication, we want to make sure that DKIM, DNS records are defined for any from domain or from email address domain you're, you're going to be using as when you send out your emails. The next thing is DMARC. You need to have a basic DMARC record in place. Those are the two key things that have to be done for authentication. And then of course, there's two other parts of the requirements that are coming out. One that you can't use a at gmail.com address, unless you're sending email from their platform and you need to watch your spam complaint rates at Google. So those those are the three main areas.
0: Okay. You nailed it. Those are the three main areas. Now 5% of my listening audience knows what you were talking about. So we we need to back up and say, what does all that mean? So when we talk about authentication, I mean, what we're essentially talking about is ways that, you know, cause people are sending spoof things. We all get them all the time. You know, it's like, I get an email that's supposedly from me, you know, from somebody out there, you know, who's trying to rip me off or something. I mean, so it's really just an effort to make sure that you are who you say you are, especially, and, and it's really focused on bulk senders, right? People that are sending five, 10, 000, you 10,000 know, person lists, right?
1: Right, that's been the guidance that has been yeah. laid out by Google and Yahoo is the 5,000 limit. However, they have come back and said in other conversations, that's just like a soft number. Their basic uh, guidelines is that if you're sending a uh, single email to multiple recipients, then you are a bulk sender. Yeah. So it's advised that everybody follows through and makes sure that you do what you can to make sure that the mailbox writers and ISPs out there in the world know that this email is from you and that you authorize it to be sent from certain IP addresses. And that when you do DKIM signing, you are basically adding a digital and encrypted signature to your emails that if that gets damaged or broken along transit, Then it fails the check when the ISPs and mailbox providers look at that and do a lookup on it. And so that would fail your authentication. Uh, So like you said, it's really key to make sure that you uh, prove that you are the one sending the email. And that helps your recipients and your contacts that you're trying to reach know for sure that that it didn't get spoofed or...
0: And even if it's not being spoofed, you're not spamming, I mean, you have, you know, the ability to send to these records, you know, the setting up of these DNS records are really how you prove that you are who you are. And if you don't prove you are who you are, then it's gonna it's gonna bounce, right? I mean, that's what's gonna start happening. Your ma- ma- mails just won't go through, right?
1: That's correct. They're they're going to start out slowly with like warning signals, letting people know or letting ESPs like ourselves know yeah. through the bounce bounces coming back what would happen if they were to flip the switch and enable it so they're they say that they're going to slowly roll this out and you know starting february 1st is when they said so a lot of interesting times ahead
0: all right so you mentioned these and i don't know we can I don't know if people need to know what these, you know, DKIM and DMARC stand for. Probably they don't because everybody just calls them DKIM and and DMARC, but these are essentially records that are created in your DNS settings. So if your DNS is hosted by Google, that's where you make those changes. If it's hosted by Cloudflare, you know, that's where you make your changes. Some hosts, some actual domain hosts or website hosts, I should say host DNS. So that's really the first place to go and look, right? That's absolutely true. All right. So tell me this, if I'm listening to this and I don't really know if I've got these records or if they're set up right, are there tools out there that I can take my domain and say, tell me if I need (laughs) need these things fixed?
1: Yeah, there is. So there's third-party tools like Martian. their website. They have a domain checker tool on their site. There's one called DNS Info. The MX Toolbox is a commonly used one that many people use. My team, we use several different ones just to make sure that if, if one is not reporting something correctly, we always have others that we go and check because sometimes these tools do have issues, but yeah. most of the time they work very well. And you just define your <clears throat> domain and say, show me the records and it'll tell you if it sees the dcom
0: records or any right. other DNS records you might have. Right. So a <clears throat> couple scenarios. Let's say I'm using Google Workspace and and it is a Gmail, but I'm using it on my domain. Are there any things I have to do? Because in my DNS records, you know, I'm using Google's MX records for sending. But is there anything that, you know, does Google actually tell me what my, you know, DMARC record needs to say or my domain key needs to say? If you have a problem, right, that your account
1: is not there or it's it's, uh, failing at any point in time. One of the tools that Google has is there's a free tool to everyone is Google postmaster tools, and that's a tool that we in the deliverability space, highly recommend every customer to take advantage of and sign up with their domain. They just, you just define your domain. It will give you a text record that you need to add in to your DNS to authorize their system, to be able to uh, use your domain and pull data for it. As, as they see data coming across their servers. Yeah, that will show you uh, more insights on it.
0: Yeah, and I love using Google tools that that because you're basically saying, "Here's what Google sees," and you know, no matter if you have it all set up and you've hired a consultant to do everything, you know, if Google doesn't see it right, then it doesn't matter, right?
1: (laughs) That's right. That's right. That's again another reason we like to use other tools, right? Yeah, and specifically, you know, if (laughs) a mailbox provider has a tool for themselves like Google, we really strongly. You
0: to use All right. Those tools. Now, let me give you another scenario. I use Google workspace tools, but that's really more for individual emails that I'm sending out. I happen to use, I happen to be an active campaign customer and we send out uh, bulk emails to uh, people that have opted in to receive those. So, you know, and other people are using other, you know, email service providers. Are there any s- special things that you should be looking for? You know, if you're actually sending most of your bulk mail through a service like active Campaign?
1: Yeah. So whichever service you're using, DKm keys, the DKm records are unique yeah. to each service provider and their platform, right? So you couldn't take and put our DNS or DKm key that we give you. We you could put that in there and then send from our platform, right? And they'll sign it. If you try to use that key and s- send it off of Google or another right. different. Solution, uh, the DKIM is not going to work. It's not going to pass. It's specific, like I said, to the mailing infrastructure of the BSP that you're using.
0: Right, and essentially what it's saying is this email says it's coming from Duct Tape Marketing, in my case, but it's actually being sent by this company, and so you're essentially saying I authorized this company to send on my behalf. That's essentially what's going on, right? So, would you, in that case, would you potentially have, let's say, you're also I don't know, you're using MailChimp for some other things too. So there's a third player. So would you have DKIMS from all three of those uh, places?
1: That is correct. Yeah, any platform that you would be sending from, MailChimp, into whatever it is, they, they're going to give you the same
0: type okay. of DNS record. And it's basically they, just a correct. long encrypted code, right, is what it amounts to. Yeah. That's right. And it is unique, again, yeah. to that service provider yeah and then underneath like behind the scenes and stuff that code is actually part of your email right it goes out in the header of your email
1: that's correct so when you look at like you're looking at your google mail and you say view source then you can see your header information and absolutely see is DKIM signing or is it passing or failing and again, I want to stress, you can have multiple DKIMS in here yeah. for any platform, right? It, it, yeah. As long as you've got it for each platform you're actually sending from, that's the key.
0: And that's actually what you should do, right, is have it for all the platforms okay. you're sending from. Yeah. Okay. That's correct.
1: And you should always uh, make sure you maintain right? If you change platforms, for example, right. one of the things you really want to be diligent about is making sure you update these records and remove any platform yeah. you're not sending from anymore, so that, that no one could potentially take advantage of that.
0: Okay, so I, th- I think we've unpacked the understanding of what the decam record is. That's kind of the authentica- the encrypted author- authorization. What does DMARC do? Okay. I understand the settings for it. what does it do? Yeah, so
1: DMARC is a, another DNS record and we it's commonly referred to as a policy. What this basically does is it gives instructions to the mailbox providers or the ISPs on what to do if your email does not pass authentication. So there's a couple of parameters to it, right? That it, there's a couple of different ways you can configure it to look at your DKIM key, for example, mm-hmm, and right. enforce it in a strict mode or a relaxed mode. This is going to be probably one of the most challenging areas for many people because you're not real sure how to set it up unless you've got DMARC experience and you've you understand what's going to happen when you implement a DMARC DNS record. There's a usually an email address that's associated and defined in that record. So when you enable or define this record for a domain, every email you go out that goes out and gets processed at every mailbox provider is going to report back. What happened? Okay. So, if you're sending 500 emails, you're going to get 500 responses or reports into your email address that you specified. So, we highly recommend working with a company like DMARC Digests to ingest that data. Oh, so it's be sending
0: to... it to their URI.
1: <laughs> yes, that, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. and, it, and it gives the users a much more user friendly way to interpret right. what's happened right. and, and you can see very easily uh, who who is sending. On your behalf, using your domain, and if you are failing on DKIM, if it's failing, yeah. it, you'll
0: get a report. So you'll get um, reports back. That's correct. from those from those tools that will give you basically a health report on your deliverability. All right. So, <clears> so in addition to that being a requirement, that sounds like a, a good best practice anyway.
1: Absolutely. It is like the third step of authentication to help reduce the likelihood yeah. of being spoofed, having your email spoofed. Yeah.
0: So so where does one turn to, I, and maybe the answer as well, it depends, and that there are multiple places, but where does somebody turn to find out like what should be in those records? Because they there's the, syntax and things like all kind of coding, things that have to be done right. How does somebody yes. get that information?
1: Yeah, the... the Best site would be DMARC.org. That is the main site that defines what DMARC is, every parameter about it, how it works. It should answer any and all questions you have. However, you may find that you might be better off working with a consultant that specializes in implementing DMARC. I've worked with several companies in the past that are very large with multiple brands under them their IT team gets involved and things like this and putting a DMARC record in place in enforcement mode instead of reporting mode can be damaging if you don't do it correctly. Yeah, so We've had a client that did
0: that, that and all of a sudden nobody was getting email. Yes, <laughs> yes. I've seen that happen.
1: Somebody yeah. thought that they were doing the record, setting the record up for their subdomain that they were using on yeah. their from addresses in turn. But what actually happened was they implemented it for the root domain and that caused major headaches for a very short period of time until they fixed
0: it. All right. So if you're still with us listeners, I'm getting ready to confuse you a little deeper. So we've been talking about DMARC and one of the important parts of DMARC is it's going to check the DKIM to, you know, to see, you know, that's as part of its reporting. There's a sender policy framework, SPF, is another element that's a record in DNS. We haven't talked about that yet, but is that part of this these new requirements or is that just a good best practice to have that set up for the right servers?
1: So great question. It is best practice to have that set up and defined. The SPF record is where you specify the IPs of the machines that are allowed to send your mail, right? So most people will see like an include colon, you know, SPF underscore Google dot com or something to that effect. And again, you want to you only have one SPF record for a domain. It's not like DKIM keys, where you can have multiples it's one record and you just have to add to it and update it.
0: You just Um, depend it with.
1: Yeah, correct. And so DMARC does have an option, a parameter where you can say, look at the SPF record and make sure it's an, make sure it passes. You can specify the DKIM, make sure it passes. You can say both of them have to pass. So it's a, You know, it it can get complicated when you're trying to implement that. But SPF, best practices, always make sure you're diligent again on making sure it's updated uh, and doesn't have IPs or platforms defined that you're not longer sending from. That way you just you're making sure, you, you know, nobody's potentially using your phone domain.
0: Now, I'm guessing most certainly the bigger name, you know, ESP's active campaign certainly has this. I mean, I know when I set up my account, part of the setup was actually setting up this DNS records. And I suspect most people, most of their bulk email is being sent from somebody you know, like an active campaign. Is that, you wanna talk about a little bit about how you all view, that's part of the onboarding, right? As far as you're concerned?
1: That's correct. Uh, we we yeah. try to work very closely during the onboarding process to ensure that we help you get your account set up correctly. We, we help you check your SPF, your DKIM, DMART policies for you. And so it's critically important that we do this for, so that you know, you can get started right away. We commonly have in the industry, what we call a custom mail server domain and the right. custom mail server domain, it allows you to brand your mail server that is sending the mail on your, on, you know, from our platform or any other right. platform. So you might see an email come into your inbox that says, you know, from John via sent by or sent via, right and yeah. then some unique name that doesn't make any sense. And that's where the SPF is checked uh, on yeah. your DMARC policy. It's looking at that mail server's name and what that SPF record looks like. So many of the platforms like ours, we actually do this for you. We provide the SPF by default for that weird yeah. looking mail server name that's right. our name, that's our domain. Yeah. We do have the ability to help a customer set up a custom mail server domain and rebrand it. So then now your domain and your subdomains all are align up. And so when that SPF check is done through the DMARC policy, it will see, oh, okay, your SPF is there for your subdomain of your mail server that you're
0: using. Yeah, yeah. And, and I know all
1: subdomains right. and domains can get a little confusing too. So,
0: <laughs> Yeah, we'll stick to just domains right now. The one other thing that is not a DNS record, um, but I'm understanding it to be highly recommended by at least Google, and that is to have unsubscribe in your header. You know, a lot of, for years, you know, people would bury it down at the very bottom, maybe make it even hard to find. It's kind of goofy because then people just hit spam. But talk a little bit about that. I'm, I'm not even calling it a requirement. I think they're just suggesting it as a deliverability element and maybe how you guys address that.
1: Yes, sir. So what they're referring to is one click unsubscribe and it's, yeah. it has to be part of your header. We've had that as part of our platform for years. It, it is part of making sure your emails are RSC compliant. And so we want to make sure that everyone understands that it's, it's usually already built in and usually your provider that you're using can tell you pretty easily. Yes, we already do it for you or no, here's how you need to enable it. We this is a requirement, it's buried into the other parts of of the documents, but they're not calling it out per se, other than you just have to make sure you're RFC compliant and this is part of it.
0: So, so when we talk about in the header, I mean, it is still visible, but it's really, we've all probably seen those where you wanted to unsubscribe to something. It was right there, you know, almost in the subject line. And so that's what we're really talking about. And it's really, I still see I still get emails from people that don't have an unsubscribe anywhere, you know, which is just amazing. I mean, those people will probably get swatted down pretty quickly. Won't they? So it's a good, it's a good call out right there.
1: So if you're doing transactional messaging where, you know, you, you asked for a mail to be sent to you, like, you you know, password yeah. reset kind of thing, then those emails don't have to actually have an unsubscribe in it. Okay. It's, it's actually not required. So huh. there are some types of emails you can send that will Gosh. not, be looked at or won't be scrutinized in that manner. Okay. Right. But it is still a good practice, you know, to sure. put them in every communication you send out just to make it so people don't mark, you know, say this is spam. That's the worst yeah. thing we want. Yep. We don't want that yeah, to happen.
0: Yeah. I mean, the, yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. We want to make it easy as possible, right? And some with the unsubscribe, there are some customers and users that would like to have like a preference center where you can choose yeah. which list you want right. to unsubscribe from. Right. Right. That is, not filling fulfilling that requirement
0: (laughs) in other words
1: you can still do it but you have to have that one click unsubscribed so that you have it at the top
0: and that and that unsubscribes from any list right yes okay so so let's end up by (laughs) let's end this by scaring people what happens if i just go ah that seems really hard i'm not going to do it what's what's going to happen to you know let's say by summer if you just ignore
1: this so if you ignore it you are most likely going to start seeing most, if not all of your emails bounce and not yeah. be delivered. You, if you have your DMARC record in place by chance, you're, you're going to start getting flooded with a lot of failures, right? Yeah. But the bounce messages will be very clear. They come mm-hmm. back to your provider. They can see, we can look at the send logs and see the messaging and say, yep, you are bouncing because you don't have DKIM plot impl- implemented. You don't have SPF implemented. You haven't done anything. Yeah. So, you know, you're going to see a major impact, uh, especially at Google and Yahoo. But we also know other mailbox writers are going to follow yeah. this yeah. example.
0: Well, and I suspect you start having 50% bounce rates, our, your ESP is going to, or somebody's going to start blacklisting your domain, period, right?
1: That's right. And yeah. Active Campaign, we actually have automated systems in place. So we monitor that across all accounts. And if an account hits a certain threshold on their bounce rates for a particular campaign, we actually have a compliance team that will reach out proactively and say, Hey, by the way, we've observed your bounce yeah. rate went a little higher than we were expecting. You know, let's have a chat and figure out what's going on and see how we can help you uh, recover from that. Because well, this also has a risk of if you don't do anything of damaging your domain reputation,
0: yeah, which
1: totally. ultimately hinders your ability to deliver email
0: yeah period and then we so i guess we could also do a whole nother episode on list hygiene but i know that's not, yes <laughs> i know that's not your area of expertise but we certainly when you talk about the bounces i know that i know we we routinely clean those bounces out because you know they're going to bounce again <laughs> and so they're just going to yep. add up jt yeah, i appreciate I- you taking a moment to share info obviously we didn't tell people exactly how to do this because there it is a technical aspect but it hopefully we've given you enough information to To go out and buy it done or to talk to your ESP or talk to your IT folks to get this done. So I appreciate you taking a few moments to stop by the duct tape marketing podcast.